Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Link Kroger, the president of Night Moves, a company that offers training in technology disciplines with a focus on empowering Native American, rural, and urban underserved communities. Hi, Link. How are you? Hey, Ari, and thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Tell us about your background and your work at Night Moves. I've spent 35 years in the enterprise technology industry, and enterprise technology means a commercial software company based in Seattle, Department of Defense uh, technology, a Fortune 50, Fortune 500 consulting, just really every gambit when it comes to whether it's custom software development or implementing package solutions in companies and state and federal government. How is Nightmoves empowering technology talent? We created this approach at development, and I'll call it an education plus training program. You know, and being in the corporate world for so long and seeing how the system doesn't work to support diversity and inclusion, meaning companies really earnestly want to promote diversity and inclusion, but they're really just moving diverse people between companies and not adding the new talent into it. And watching these dynamics over a 30 period, I was like, you know, here's the gaps that the businesses aren't doing, education isn't doing, government isn't doing. And if we don't fill these gaps, we're never going to change this trajectory around. And we're also not going to get enough tech tech workers in, right? Right now, it's an estimated over a million person shortage just in computer science type jobs in the market with a 22% increase in demand over the next eight years. You discuss a concept of a potential quotient. Can you tell us about that? People are used to the expression IQ, right? Your intelligent quotient. And EQ has gotten more popular, right? Your emotional intelligence. And your emotional intelligence is your ability really to work with other people and work through conflict, which determines more of your success or failure in your career than your IQ does, right? Can you work with people? But your PQ is, you know, everyone has a potential. And how do you make sure that from every individual, we're releasing that potential that's within them? And that's a major focus of our program of helping people. Everyone has gifts and and significance. How do we release that out of them and, and working with them? What types of programs in your curriculum are most popular? We are primarily software developer centric. So our program, imagine instead of getting a four year degree, if you could be actually rated by companies that hire our graduates as you're better prepared than a four-year graduate by as much as having six to 12 months already experience on the job. So meaning they hire a four-year computer science degree graduate, they hire our graduate, they put them next to each other and they say, wow, your person's like someone who's already been here for six to 12 months. They're so much better prepared. And by the way, they start their career with zero educational debt from our program. How is that possible? So the first two and a half years, two years, and it's still about a three-year program for people to get through it because it's, it's not a code camp or a boot camp. It's a real-world experience program where the individuals actually create real-world technologies as part of real teams. So they, they must initially take seven prerequisite courses, which we partner with the community college system. Because in almost every state while you're in high school, you can take dual enrollment community college courses at no charge to the student. Most states are that way. And we can actually provide that adjunct instructor where the community college can't if it's one of our communities. 
So you complete those seven prerequisites. And we do all the recruiting. So we literally go into the schools. These high school students, they have no idea they want a career in technology, right? And that's what we have to do is we have to go in and on their terms, explain why would this be interesting to them? And they go, whoa, I never thought about it. And then our next step is to sign up into a software development course to see if they would enjoy it. Now, once they complete our prerequisites, they come to our program and it's a six-month training approximately. And I say approximately because it may take you six months. It might take me eight months. And it's demonstration-based, meaning it's not grade-based. It's not classroom-based. It's once you show you can demonstrate, you can do every aspect of the job, you graduate our program. Because our promise to employers is day one on the job, they're going to be productive that week, which is pretty unheard of. Now, once they complete that six to eight months of our training program, which by the way, is creating technology solutions for public benefiting causes. So instead of creating technology like, like an Uber or an Airbnb, right, that are very valid and viable, what if instead we created those technology platforms and innovations in support of ending hunger or human trafficking or drug addiction, right? Any public benefiting cause. So while they're going through our training, and this is a great motivator for, our, uh, for people to come into our program is they highly desire being part of solutioning society's problems. And then once they get done with our training program, they actually become employees of our company, which is a services-oriented company. So we do services for company in the technology services space. And while they're working for us, we don't do that to make money off of them. We actually pay them like $15 an hour. But with the money that we would have profited off of them, we pay off their training costs during that third phase of the training. And then when they actually start with the final employer, they have no debt. And all these employers are doing consulting at, we have working relationships with them that they're evaluating. Do they want to hire this person? And if they don't, then they stay on with us or we find another employer for them. And it's just a win-win for everybody. What types of positions do your graduates obtain? Right now, it's strictly in the software development wheelhouse, but hopefully we'll be expanding that in the near future. Our graduates typically start around 60000 a year, which is pretty darn good for you know, someone who does not have a four-year degree and they're going to quickly shoot up and they have no debt. How does your approach to education differ from other options available to your students? Well, let's talk the traditional pathway first, right? The, I go to high school, then I get a four-year degree. So one is we're going to be probably two to three years faster to get done in cycle time, right, with their life. So let's say they start their career at 20 instead of 22 or 23, right? Because only... I think average in the U.S. is 33% of people complete a four-year degree in four years, right? It's two-thirds complete within six years and another third never complete. So that's a big piece. The other is our education program isn't based on classroom training. So if, if you're really focused on underserved communities, if you go interview young Black men and say, hey, why aren't you going to college? I don't typically hear, well, I can't afford it. It's like, why would I go to college and sit there for four years and take notes and do nothing? It's more of this. I just can't see myself doing that for four or five years. I need to be busy and I want to be active and kinetic. So our program is not classroom-based. So comparing it with the traditional programs, right, it's, it's going to end up being cost-free to them if they meet our criteria. It's hands-on, it's kinetic, it's, it's contributing toward making the world a better place by creating these social benefiting solutions. And on the side, if you were to compare like to say a code camp, right? So code camps are typically four to six months in duration. They're fantastic but they typically have a much lower salary rate. And most companies don't want to hire out of boot camps or code camps because you do only have four to six months of 
classroom type experience. Now, there's a lot of good ones. I'm not trying to knock them. And also code camps like in Iowa, where we're headquartered, the average age of someone entering a code camp is 36 years old, where the average age of someone starting in our program is 16 years old. Because if we want to get more people and more diverse people into this, you've got to start younger. Once somebody hits 18, 19, it's really difficult from a numbers perspective to get people into technology. How do you select the communities on which you focus? So actually on our website, there's a communities link on there where communities can go to it. So we look for communities, ideally, that have a community college that has our prerequisites. They're one that wants to be active in the development of the community. They will have a co-working space. And I'm speaking generically because like in urban areas, almost all urban areas have co-working spaces. But rural and Native American, that's something generally we help with them where they would apply for grants to get that space built out or their local economic developers would be driving that. But having a cool, sexy, modern, techie co-working space is really important because the young folks, when they come in, when I say young, I mean, you know, 16, 17 years old, when they walk in, like I grew up in a little town of 6,000 people. I wanted to experience something bigger than my small town. So if you don't have that same high-tech feel as you would in the bigger city, it's much harder to retain because retention of the youth is a big part of the program in these communities. So having that, that modern co-working space where we would operate our training facility and we'd pay to lease that part of it. And then when they graduate our program, they could work for these other employers. That's a big part of it. But we're not like an online training program where anybody can apply. We specifically marry with communities and tribes because we actually want to be the PQ isn't just for the person we talked about that potential quotient. It's also the community. What's the potential of that community that we can release and help build? So we're very community-centric in who we match up with. Where do you see technology education headed? I have a computer science degree, and it was back in the early 2000s. And you know, computer science is generally under Department of Mathematics, which is fantastic, but you know, math doesn't change a whole lot. Computer science does. And public universities, I would hire out of any public, any computer science grad I've ever hired from any university has been fantastic. But you know, there is a pretty good heavy uplift in getting them ready. And you know, the average cost now is what, $105,000, $110,000 to go through that. So it's college costs are rapidly going up. It's still a great pathway for people. I'm definitely not knocking it. I'd say, hey, go get your four-year degree if that's what you want to do. But having these skills-based approached, especially one like ours that, again, we're demonstration-based, like if I were to take a four-year computer science graduate and take them through what you're going to master in demonstration, and I say, how much of this did you learn in your four-year degree? I mean, like continuous integration, continuous delivery, how you work with source code, all these DevOps methodologies and approaches and secure code. The answers they usually give me when they look at the whole kind of rubric of what you go through in our program. As I'll usually hear, we read about or studied one of these of the 25 areas in college. So I think the education system is very difficult. And, you know, and if you're in a community college or college, if you're trying to get something approved or new curriculum, that's often a one to two year wait time period to just to get through all the process. So, but we still want to leverage that like for ourselves. So again, we're leveraging that seven college courses that those main courses. So it's a hybrid of complete these seven courses in computer science, and then tool yourself with the modern techniques and technologies in our program. So you're getting the best of both worlds. And, and that's really our goal is we don't want to eliminate the existing system. We want to be that part to bridge 
to what they're not getting and also to be the part that bridges in more people into it and more diversity into it. Because companies really count on colleges to provide their entry-level talent and their diverse talent. And they're not really prepared other than apprenticeship programs to tackle those. So right now, there's a major shortage of tech talent and a major shortage of the amount of diversity going into it. So we want to be helping fix those two areas also in the system, right? Of how do we fill those gaps? This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Link Kroger, the president of Night Moves, a company that offers training in technology disciplines with a focus on empowering Native American, rural, and urban underserved communities. Link, thanks so very much. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.